everybody to the Legal Technology Review podcast. I'm your host, Brian Folk, civil litigator and author of The Cyber Advocate. It's been uh, quite a crazy month here at TCA. A bunch of CLEs I've uh, taught. I'm writing a whole bunch of other ones. And, but we are here to talk about apps. Before we get into the apps, I want to remind everybody to go over to iTunes and give us a rating and review. Five stars is awesome. We really appreciate it. It helps us out quite a bit. Additionally, we'd like to remind everybody to go ahead and if you find this podcast useful, uh, share us on social media, share us via email, tell your next door neighbor, doesn't really matter. The way that people hear about this podcast is through you. So we appreciate anything you, uh, you do along those lines. That said, it's time to start talking about apps. And we're going to start off a busy month with our multi-platform apps. First up on the list is Outlook by Microsoft Corp. This is a free app available on iOS and Android. This is an update, of course. Some major updates for Outlook. Now, Outlook is, as I previously rated, the number one, in my opinion, number one available email app for both iOS and Android. On Android, it probably runs neck and neck with Gmail, especially with what Gmail's done recently. But uh, Outlook is an incredibly impressive email system, and their updates this past month only cement their position. Now, you may recall that Microsoft a couple years ago purchased the Sunrise Calendar. Now, Sunrise Calendar is a very popular calendar, and everyone does believe that it's going to be discontinued. The updates made to Outlook this month do nothing to allay those fears. Primarily integration-based. Okay, here's what Microsoft Outlook it can now do. It now integrates with Wonderlist, Evernote, and Facebook to allow users to add reminders and events into the Outlook calendar. For example, Evernote users, reminders from Evernote will show up in Outlook with a link to the note that takes you directly to that note in Evernote on a date that the reminder is set. For Wonderlist users to do items that have due dates, appear in Outlook Calendar along with the link. Now, one of the interesting things about this is that Sunrise Calendar was known for its integrations, and several pretty important third-party products have not made the jump from Sunrise to Outlook. That includes Asana, Todoist, Trello, Basecamp. As you'll notice, those are all very important productivity-related tools. In fact, Asana and Basecamp are probably two of the biggest project management systems out there, and obviously Todoist and Trello are some of the cyber advocates' favorite task management programs. Now, one additional update to Outlook this month is that Android only has added Android Wear support now. Apple Watch already had support, but now on Android Wear, you can check notifications, read incoming messages, and reply using a canned response or dictate your reply into your watch because, let's face it, we all do want to be Dick Tracy. So yeah, Outlook with some pretty impressive updates this past month. Next app on the list, this is WhatsApp. This is WhatsApp. It's owned by Facebook. It is a free app. It is a messaging app. Now, we talked about WhatsApp before and other apps like it as being ephemeral messaging. It's sort of like Snapchat in that you can set your message to destruct. But let's face it, the big news last month among all apps was that WhatsApp announced it was now fully end-to-end encrypted. After rolling out encrypted text messaging in November of 2014 as a partnership with Open Whisper Systems, who is the maker of one of the Cyber Advocate's other favorite apps, Signal, uh, protections now extend to voice calls, video, and multi-party chat rooms for users of iOS and Android. There's no getting around it. WhatsApp really is now probably the, well, it's the figurehead for encryption. The Apple fight certainly made the iPhone the phone that is the flagship of encryption, but even though Signal and a couple other apps beat WhatsApp to the punch, WhatsApp has 
nearly 1 billion users worldwide. So it is going to have an impact. All right, next app on the list. Well, it's 2016 and we finally have an official app for Reddit, the front page of the internet. Yeah, it is a little bit weird that it took this long. Technically, they had a third-party client that they purchased before, but Reddit has finally joined really every other site on the internet in finally offering a mobile app. Now, this is an app for both iOS and Android. It's free. And the, well, at least the Android, embracing uh, material design. The big idea, I think, behind this app is really they're trying to bring in people who've never used the site before. Uh, now, just so you know, Reddit had more than 243 million unique visitors last month. But Reddit doesn't want to assume, I guess, they want to not run into Twitter's problems. And the description of everything in the app is really the basic of how Reddit works. Anyone who wants to can create a post or a comment on existing posts. Users bringing the best content uh, to the top by voting it up or down. Same thing as Reddit. And it seems to offer uh, a faster pace of, of development. So I would expect to see a lot of updates coming in the future from Reddit. Okay, next app on the list is another Microsoft app. Now we're going to Office Lens. Office Lens is a scanning app. It's another one of the Cyber Advocate's favorite apps. This month, they updated their app considerably, giving all platforms, that is iOS and Android, the ability to rotate photos and documents you take. Now, this is important when you think about it. If you want to be able to view a document, you probably took the photo of it at the best angle you could, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that photo was oriented to you know zero degrees. So now you can rotate the photos as they're scanned in. Android only has received a really cool update, handwritten text OCR. You can scan handwritten text in English. Yeah, I, you're not going to handwrite in Dutch if you're an English speaker, I would hope. If you also know Dutch, kudos. You scan handwritten text in English, export it to OneNote, and you can actually search for it in OneNote as though it were, in, as though it were standard you know, computer-generated text. This is pretty cool for anyone who, if you're like me, likes to make notes out of the whiteboard that I mark up on my office. It's also great for actually anyone who needs to take images of handwritten notes in, to use as evidence, or people who like to use a notepad to jot down notes. I'm one of them. And I actually end up scanning in a lot of my notes using my ScanSnap on my desk. But now with handwritten text OCR, you can skip going through all of that by using your phone, and you've got OCR probably the single biggest reason not to use handwritten notes. Doesn't exist anymore. For iOS, don't worry, not left out. This actually is another pretty big one, and one I'm a fan of, is you can now scan and insert multiple photos into a batch. I can't even describe how annoying it is when I'm sitting there trying to scan with Office Lens, and even a front and back sided document, I have to take the image, save it, let that save, come back, take another image, save it, let that And then when I'm trying to go back through it, I have to find the ones that are supposed to be together, make sure they're named properly, try to assemble them. To, it's just a royal pain in the ass. But now you have multiple batch scanning, convenient for uh, saving a stack of documents as opposed to just one at a time. Okay, next on the list is Wire by Wire Swiss GmbH. This is a free app. This is also an update. Uh, Wire is actually the minimalist messaging app created by a bunch of Skype alums, I guess you'd say. And it's intended to be modern private communication. They've got text, voice, video, group chats, and the big thing, always encrypted end-to-end. -end. Now, Wire actually beat WhatsApp to the end-to-end -end encryption punch last month, but they actually added a really cool feature, particularly for attorneys, to their app this month. 
WireNow offers encrypted file sharing to all users for all file types. Now they used to offer encrypted photo transfer, which is great, but now you can transfer files end-to-end -end encrypted to up to 128 participants, any file extension. That includes things like PDFs and even PowerPoints. This is a really big deal if you want to be able to transfer files securely. Up until now, it has pretty much required a secure client portal. Now, I'm not suggesting that you replace the portal completely with an app like Wire, but assuming that the features provided by Wire are as strong as the app claims them to be, this could be a very interesting way to facilitate exchanging necessary material with your clients. Android users also have a, a nice little benefit. Since Wire is a messaging app, you get notifications of messages right on your home screen. Android users are now able to respond to those messages directly from the home screen. All right, that is it for our primary list of apps, best new apps for multi-platform. Time to go to the honorable mentions, and the first one here is LinkedIn Students by LinkedIn. Now, this is a free app, and I'm not going to lie, this was one I was, I was unsure about putting it on here because I don't know if it's going to directly impact that many attorneys, but it has an interesting premise. This is a LinkedIn job and networking resources for those new to the job market, specifically those just graduating. Now, I think that's a big deal for law firms in a lot of ways because there are a lot of things that we don't really do to facilitate growth in our industry, especially helping out people who are just out of school. It doesn't really say that LinkedIn Student is going to be designed for professional students, so I question whether the grad student is going to get as much out of this as a college student. But let's face it, anything that we can do to provide a better, easier way for people who are coming out of college and out of grad school to get employed, we should do it. Not to mention, if you're looking for entry-level help as an assistant, paralegal, anything like that, might not be a horrible idea to jump on this. Uh, LinkedIn students, great information curated specific to the user. So whatever their interest is, again, if you're looking for entry-level, here's what you talk about specific to the user to help them find a job. All right, next app on the list is Google Maps by Google. It's a free app, iOS and Android, and this is an update. Google Maps actually went through a pretty major update this past month. Uh, the coolest part in my mind is that the contacts and their addresses now show up in the Your Places section. I'm just kidding. That's not the coolest part. It's the most useful part for me. You pull up your addresses right from within Maps instead of having to jump back and forth to access your contacts, and if you're like me and your contacts are in your iPhone and you hate Apple Maps, this is nice. Another interesting update they added, uh, Google Places will now offer related venues that may be of interest. If, you, uh, if you're in a certain spot and you just want to see if there's something else that you might like, check it out. Here's probably the one that most people, especially people who live in a city with public transportation that regularly takes them underground, smart downloads of offline maps. You can, and this is a feature you have to enable, Google Maps can be enabled to automatically download maps of the places you regularly visit, and it will then save those visits for times when your connection sucks. So in reality, it doesn't have to be just when you're underground on public transportation. It can be when you're in a stadium that's busy and the local network is just being obliterated. It can be when you're out on the mountain road and you have no frigging idea where you are. It's a pretty you know, useful tool, I think, and something that I'm pretty sure everyone will get some significant use out of. Okay, next on the list, Inbox by Gmail. This is another Google app. This is a free iOS and Android app. This is an update. I reviewed Inbox by Gmail in my list of best apps for email. It's an interesting concept to me. 
that Gmail has, or Google has both Gmail and Inbox by Gmail, and is continuing to develop them both side by side. I'm wondering whether they'll ever you know, end up being merged. There's some thought that they will, but haven't been yet. Three big updates to Inbox by Gmail. The first one, and probably the most, probably the most interesting one in my mind, is Streamlined Events. What it does is it links to your Google Calendar and it keeps your calendar-related emails in one place. So, for example, if someone sends you an invite to an event, you can view all related emails and all the changes to that calendar appointment in one place. If you're anything like me, that will save you quite a bit of time digging through emails for your old messages. I think it's pretty useful to show it all in a chain so you have access to every email about a particular event. The next update is Newsletter Preview. If you subscribe to any newsletters, who isn't? Uh, you can actually now preview the newsletter right from the inbox without having to open up a browser. That's, you know, nice if you really, really don't like constantly being forced to leave your app when you accidentally open up the newsletter. The cool part is that inbox will then minimize the newsletter you've read so as to be able to save some space in your inbox. It's a pretty, pretty nifty tool, but I still think streamlined events are the best. The, the last on the list is uh, store links. This allows you to essentially send links to your inbox account rather than having to email them one by one. Email yourself a link or a file because it's a simple way to keep everything in one place. You can actually just use the share function on your uh, Android or iOS and you click the saved inbox. It, to me, it's a lot like the web clipper for Evernote. And considering how much I use that, maybe I should be uh, a bigger fan. Okay, that is it for the multi-platform update this month. You are listening to the Legal Technology Review podcast, courtesy of the Cyber Advocate. We will be back with iOS, so stick around. If you're enjoying this podcast, head over to iTunes, look up the Legal Technology Review, and leave us a rating and review. While you're there, you can go ahead and subscribe to the Legal Technology Review podcast, and you never miss an episode or any of the great information on tools and technology for legal service professionals. to the best new apps for lawyers from April of 2016 here on the Legal Technology Review. Let's jump right into iOS. First on the list, Wordflow Keyboard by Microsoft Corp. This is a free app, and what this basically is, is this is the interesting Microsoft keyboard imported from the Windows Phone. This is something that a lot of people, including myself, have been waiting for since it was announced a couple months ago, and is one of Microsoft's wonderful garage project apps. Wordflow Keyboard is essentially your standard keyboard. Uh, it operates a little bit differently in that it connects to your Office 365 account or OneDrive account, and it learns your typing behavior similar to the way your iOS keyboard does. The difference is it actually allows you to arc the keyboard from the left side or the right side so as to make it easier to text with one hand. I was really looking forward to this, but I will say that it is not the best on my iPhone 5S. However, if you have the bigger iPhones, you're the iPhone 6, I think that this is something that could be a very useful app. Biggest downside to Wordflow Keyboard at this point in time is that it does not support emoji, which to me is kind of ridiculous in this day and age. So I'm assuming that'll get fixed pretty quickly, or at least I'm hopeful that it will be. Next on the list is WorkFit by Rizio Inc. This app is $2.99, and this is a interesting productivity app. Uh, to improve your productivity through work-based metrics. Now, this appears to be an app that's made and designed along the lines of the mindfulness movement. WorkFit 
helps you turn your daily grind into meaningful action, as it says, by being your personal work coach. Now, what it does is it tracks a whole bunch of information on your, during your workday to help you prioritize things by understanding where you spend your time. Uh, you keep a check on how distracted you are in meetings that you attend. I'm curious to see exactly how this is done. It gauges how quickly you respond to your peers and if they do the favor. That's actually about tracking your emails. And it actually collects recommendations from your peers about how you can possibly improve. An interesting app, and for $3, if you feel like there's, you know, there's some work that you could do on improving your, your life balance. I don't like work-life balance, but life balance, then it's something worth giving it a shot. All right, next app on our list is Microsoft OneNote. This is an update. Uh, Microsoft OneNote, of course, is the great note-taking app created by Microsoft. Now, I've, I've talked about it before, but I use both OneNote and Evernote, the two kind of competing programs, but I actually use them for almost exclusively different things. OneNote, to me, is a great note-taking app. In fact, I'm reading the notes for this particular podcast off it right now. Uh, I'm somewhat peculiar about it because I like the idea that it's a note-taking app. I have to have a font that's a handwriting font. But anyways, enough of that. That's neither here nor there. This month, the update for Microsoft OneNote includes the ability to add a link for one of several different video services, YouTube, Sway, Dailymotion, TED Talks, right into your OneNote, and the video will be automatically embedded. This is actually a pretty cool feature if you're trying to keep track of individual videos, or if you are trying to assemble something like a, an instructional, because there are so many great instructional videos and motivational videos, particularly on YouTube and TED, that it can be an amazing place to store those videos embedded right into your OneNote. Now, the great thing about that is because you've got connection via Office 365 to your laptop, desktop, iPad, iPhone, you've got those videos wherever you go. Additionally, iPad users are now able to rearrange audio recordings, images, text, shapes, and any other items on a page by touching and dragging. Having had to deal with this earlier today, I can tell you it is an incredibly valuable tool to have on their system. Okay, that is it for the regular apps this month. It's time to go on to the honorable mentions. And the first one is Yeti by Stay Kids. Now, Yeti is an interesting app. For $1.99, it is a collect-everything app. Capture everything, I guess, actually, is what they call it. Yeti allows you to quickly capture notes, sketches, audio, photos, video, and save all of that information right to iCloud. It's great for just kind of quickly capturing information that you want to save. It's, the, it's that little notepad that a screenwriter has next to him. You've got everything saved immediately to iCloud Drive as files that you can use with other apps. You've got automatic syncing to your other devices. You've got a shutter mode, which starts recording a video automatically when you open the camera which is pretty cool in my mind. And probably the best feature of it is it's got an offline mode, which means any notes you take, scheduled to upload, and they will upload as soon as there's a connection. If you are looking for a different way to take notes, give Yeti a shot. Okay, next on the list is AirMail, the popular email app for Mac and iOS, which is highly customizable and great for power users, has now available for iPad. This is a pretty big deal for the power users who really like to use iPad Pro's split-screen feature because it is now split-screen and multitasking capable. It has keyboard support for the iPad Pro, which is excellent if you're typing out an email. Everyone knows it. It allows read receipts, smart folders, has enabled Touch ID, and supports the Send Later feature. If you're not a power user or into mega customization, it's probably not the app for you, but if you know that AirMail is an app you like and you are a power user with an iPad Pro, definitely something you're going to want to get. All right. That is it for the iOS updates this month. 
Stick around and we'll be talking about Android. Don't forget, you can subscribe to the Legal Technology Review on any of your favorite podcast apps or over at iTunes. Just search for Legal Technology Review or The Cyber Advocate. Also, don't forget, you can get all the information on the latest tools and technology for legal service professionals at www.thecyberadvocate.com. Okay, welcome back to the Legal Technology Review. Talking about Android apps, and the first one on the list is Google Calendar by Google Inc. This is obviously a free app. It's the standard calendar app in your Android phone. And there are, and the updates this month are actually pretty nice for the Google Calendar. It's not a lot of quantity, but the quality I think is pretty impressive. Google Calendar app will now uh, has now enabled smart suggestions for event titles, places, and people. Smart suggestions will prompt you for an event title. It will also suggest places that you can have your event. It will also suggest potential contacts. Anything that shaves a few seconds off of your day is something that you should take a look at. And if you are a Google Calendar user, this is something that will. Another uh, thing that they added is a more accessible delete option in the overflow menu. Instead of having the floating button, you now have an actual bar on the top. Okay, next app on our list is TeamViewer Host by TeamViewer. This is a, it builds itself as a productivity app, but I see it as a a two-featured system. Uh, It's both productivity and security. What TeamViewer Host allows you to do is mirror, mirror your Android device to any computer from anywhere at any time and allows permanent access to your unattended Android device. Now, this allows you to do a bunch of things. You've got remote control access of your Android device. You've got real-time screen sharing, which means collaboration will work out pretty nicely there. You can transfer files back and forth. It could be very helpful in collaboration environment. You can add and uninstall apps, change Wi-Fi settings, and store and access confidential information. Now, the key thing here, ordinarily this, I would say, sounds like a pretty heavy security risk, but they also have a secure 256-bit AES encryption on the tunnel between the computer and the device. This is, I think, potentially a very useful tool. In fact, phenomenal for anyone who happened to accidentally leave their tablet at work. Definitely a big, a big deal. It's a free app, so I would actually give it a try. All right, next app on the list is Gmail by Google. This is another update. It's a free app. And if you want to talk about low on quantity but huge on quality, Gmail app for Android is now Microsoft Exchange compatible. You can now get access to all of your Microsoft Exchange accounts on Gmail. If anything was stopping lawyers on Android from using the Gmail app, the inability to access Microsoft Exchange had to be one of the top reasons. That reason is gone, and Gmail now likely is the single best email client on Android. Okay, that is it for our regular Android apps. Time to go to the honorable mentions. And first on the list, Microsoft Word by Microsoft Corp. Not much in the way of updates this month, but anything updating Word is going to be big news for lawyers. This month, it's the ability to modify and add tables with a touch of your finger. You can insert and resize rows, columns in the tables and move tables around with a click and a drag. The next update on the list is Microsoft PowerPoint, also by Microsoft. You know, free app, technically, requires an Office 365 account to work completely, and you are now able to use superscript and subscript directly in your PowerPoint presentations. Um, if you're a lawyer and you're using PowerPoint, please, God, use it right, okay? Now that aside, adding superscript and subscript can be very helpful 
especially when you're looking to shorten the length of your text. Uh, certain things, uh, numbers with the superscript can really save a lot of space, and it's also it's easy and recognizable. You're also able to create columns of text in PowerPoint. Lawyers, you shouldn't be using much text in PowerPoint. But now the few words that you want to highlight, you can use in a column. Okay, on to our next app. This is a unique app, I must say. It's a one that I've heard this type of app being developed, but haven't actually seen it functional yet. So I was entertained to see this when it came out. Velociraptor Speed Limit Map by Daniel Chow. This is a map that is a floating speed limit monitor. It actually hovers right there in your screen. It's small. It's not intrusive, anything like that. It's got polished material design, and it automatically displays in whatever apps you choose it to. Now, obviously, any of your navigation maps is going to be helpful, but any other, any other map. It does have a you know, plus or minus 20% speeding tolerance. But the cool thing is how it actually gets the information. It uses the open data from OpenStreetMap and here maps to essentially track your speed. It's got options for U.S. and international style. Really an interesting app. I'm not, since I'm not an Android user myself, I would be very interested in hearing uh, anyone's stories on how effective this app really is. Well, we've come to the end of our list of best new apps for lawyers from April of 2016. I want to thank you for tuning in this month. I want to remind you to head over to iTunes, give us a rating and review. I know I asked you at the beginning. I'm going to ask you again, and I'm also going to ask you again to share us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, WhatsApp, Snapchat, Signal, you know, any other system you like. Get the new Reddit app and share this article on Reddit. It'll be great. The front page of the internet. Appreciate you stopping by this month. We will see you next time. We've got a couple great podcasts coming up before I return alone again with the best new apps from May. I hope you all have a great month and we'll see you next time. Yeah.